You're listening to the first episode of The Waste Less Life, a podcast for the planet. I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake, and we're here to remind you that you don't have to be completely wasteless to waste less. Everyone has what it takes to help the planet, so on this podcast, we'll give you easy, everyday tips on how you can reduce your environmental footprint, throw away less, and do your part to make the world a better place for everyone. We know not everyone can change their whole life to be a dedicated environmentalist, but we think if we all made a few small efforts, our planet would thank us. Today's topic is something we can all relate to, food waste. So if you're feeling hungry, go grab those leftovers from two days ago that you almost forgot about and eat them before they go bad so they don't have to be thrown away. Yes, eat your leftovers and don't throw them away because right now we throw away so much of our food. Do you know how much food we throw away, Spencer? Um, a lot. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into the trash around the world. Yep, and that's why we're here. We're going to help people figure out ways to not let all their food go bad and not throw so much food into the trash. Because right now we throw away 40% of our food. That's at least just in the United States. And that's a lot of food. 40% of all the food produced in the United States just gets thrown away, which costs $161 billion a year or like $1,500 per household. So that's a lot of food and money that we're throwing away. Per household? Yeah. I could buy a lot with $1,500. $131 billion. Pounds. That's, that's a lot. I can't even imagine that quantity. So of, of all the food that we produce in our country, like 40% of it, no matter what stage it is, it might even be before it even hits the shelves, just like rejects from the very beginning get thrown out or they go bad at the store or people take them home and don't finish them or restaurants serve them, but they serve way too much so people don't eat it. Um, whatever the reason, yeah, 40% of all of it gets thrown in the trash. Per person, that's about 200 pounds of food per person. So for, for a lot of people, that's like your entire body weight of food every single year just being thrown in the trash. It's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. But before we get too sad, let's let's talk about what we can do to fix the problem because, because we don't want this podcast to be a big old bummer. Um, but we do want people to understand why we're making these efforts. So, so what are some things that our listeners and we can do to Try to fix some of this, Spencer. Honestly, the easiest thing you can do is plan ahead. So if you were to, you know, go grocery shopping, you make a list, make sure you only get what you know you're going to eat. If you get something and you shove it in the back of the cupboard, hope that you don't forget it. <laughs> Put a mental note so you don't forget it and find it two years later and have to have to toss it out because I've done that so many times. If you buy vegetables, make sure that you are going to eat them. I had to throw away some strawberries this past week, and it was so sad because I love strawberries, and seeing them get squishy and moldy can happen so quickly uh, without you even noticing if sitting in the fridge for just a little bit too long. So we bought hamburger buns last weekend, and we don't use hamburger buns a ton, but there were a few things that we wanted to use them for, but I knew that I'd never go through a whole thing, so I set a reminder a week later that said, if you have any hamburger buns left, either use them right now or freeze them. So I have a job to do today. We have like two left. I'm either going to freeze them or find something to eat in the next couple of days before they go bad. So that's something you can always do. If you know that something's, you know, going to expire quickly, send yourself a reminder that says, hey, dummy, eat this. Eat this. Yeah. I have three other roommates. I live with three other people. And... A big problem that we have is keeping track of whose is whose. So somebody could buy something and put it in the fridge and everybody looks at it throughout the week and thinks, whose is this? 
that is something that I've lived with. I've lived with many different roommates and it's been a problem regardless of who I live with. People will buy something and put it in the fridge. It will just go bad because nobody knows if they're allowed to use it. Luckily, I've lived with polite roommates and and it's just (laughs) been like, whose is this? I don't want to use it. I don't want to I don't want to be the person who like eats somebody else's food. So I started labeling everything I buy and I had to tell my roommates, I'm like, this isn't so that you don't eat it. This is so that you know it is mine. And if it starts to expire, you'll know that's mine. You can ask me, hey, can I use this? Because I am bad. I'll buy something, put it in the freezer and forget about it. And then be like, whose who's chicken nuggets are these? Whose cheese sticks are these? Like, they've been in here for months, like, and it's mine. So I I try to make, I try to keep track of my stuff in that respect by, like, labeling it as soon as I get home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to plan ahead. I hadn't even thought about that because I I don't live with uh, roommates anymore except for my wife. So, yeah, a little bit different. But, yes, good idea. Good tip. Um, Another thing that I think is important for planning ahead is, like, if you use heavy whipping cream, it's not something we use a ton, So what we did is we like planned out two things that we could do this week with heavy whipping cream. So like we knew we were going to buy some for a recipe and instead of just letting the other half of it like get nasty because we're not going to use the rest, we tried to find another recipe that used the same thing. So just planning ahead in that way can also be helpful. Finding a way to use some of the like less frequently used ingredients. So, so listeners, you do all that and you will throw away less. I don't know how much less, but probably less. The things that we use to produce the food come from the earth and we have limited resources. So we need to be considerate of like, you know, what we take from the earth, we need to be able to put back. Yeah, but that's, that's true. We need to be thinking about like so much goes into it, like people's labor and money and like just all kinds of resources go into getting us this food. We need to remember all of that. Okay, another thing that we can do is when we're in the grocery store and we've got our list planned out and we know exactly where we're going to eat that week, when it's time to pick some of the produce, maybe pick the ones that aren't so pretty. Uh, There's going to be a lot of people who pass over the ugly looking potato, not because it's like nasty or rotten, but just because it doesn't, it's like misshapen or has like a spot. It's like lumpy. Yeah. Get the lumpy potato. The poor lumpy potato is going to taste it's a just fine. You're going to chop it up anyways. Yeah, it's going to taste just fine in your potato soup. So, so get the ones that you think other people are passing over because it's probably going to get thrown away if nobody takes it. Well, no, it's going to get thrown away if nobody takes it. And if you don't take it, probably no one else is because nobody wants a lumpy potato unless they also listen to this podcast. And then there's going to be a huge demand for lumpy potatoes. But just pick the ugly stuff. So there's actually, that actually stems past the consumer. There are a lot of food production facilities that actually sort out ugly fruit that that they think that consumers won't buy. And that doesn't even see the shelves in the stores. They will take out, you know, perfectly good food that is, you know, not as picturesque as um, it could be. And that stuff just gets thrown away or... You know, some some of the stuff actually is, you know, finds homes. There are food wastes, like, from processing plants and things like that that get put into things like dog food or, like, recycled into, like, food for, for like, farms, livestock, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So so it isn't all, all up to consumers, but there are a lot of, um, you know, factors that go into what gets put in front of us and that we purchase and take home. Yeah, that's a good call. So when you cook at home, do you cook a lot at home, Blake? 
Yeah, I do. I Well, I try to. Sometimes we don't want to cook and we eat out. And that happens more often than it probably should. But yes, I do try Same. to cook at home a lot. I am not a chef in the kitchen. But whenever I do, I try to cook at home as much as possible. And I always try to plan ahead. But whenever you're cooking, inevitably, there's going to be some stuff that you throw away. What do you usually do with that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like if you're so I guess what you're talking about is like maybe you're chopping off the the ends of the carrots or like peeling potatoes or like peeling a sweet potato or something. I have recently started putting those things in a backyard compost, which is something that I'm totally new to and I'm not an expert. Maybe later this summer when I feel like I am an expert, we could do a whole episode about it. But so far I've started a compost, which was way easier than I thought it would be. And so we've been saving all of those like little scraps, any like little pieces of vegetables or fruits or something that we're not going to eat, but would still be good. We'll like throw into a little bucket in our freezer and then take it out to the compost every now and then. Yeah, that's something that I try to do as well. I don't have a dedicated compost area or a compost bin. When when I was growing up, we lived out in in almost the middle of nowhere. And whenever we would cook stuff and my mom would chop off, you know, or peel potatoes or like have things that we weren't going to eat that were vegetables and, and we would just throw the stuff into a field, which is like right next to our house. And I kind of carried that thinking into what I do now. So we have a kind of raised fire pit area. It's like a big area in our backyard. And whenever I'm done with cooking and I have food scraps left over, I try to take those outside instead of throwing them into my kitchen garbage, which you know, it's a plastic bag. You stick the food into the plastic bag and that goes to the landfill. And it, it decomposes a lot slower when it's in the plastic bag. I mm-hmm. like to take it outside and put it into that small area so that, you know, worms could take it or, or like a passing bunny could eat it. Or, or yeah. I try to think of it as returning it to the earth from which it came. It's a big quote that goes through my mind all the time. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good idea because you get a couple of benefits. So first you get to provide some extra nutrients to your soil and to your wildlife and your little bitty, uh, tiny ecosystem of Spencer's backyard, <laughs> but also, <laughs> also when food goes into a landfill, it doesn't have access to oxygen, so it decomposes not just slower, but it also releases all kinds of harmful gases that it doesn't release if it's decomposing with oxygen aerobically. I think it's called. So, um, yeah, you get lots of benefits. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, re- it releases more. I think it's more methane, which is like a gas that contributes to climate change it releases more methane when it has to decompose inside a landfill without oxygen multiple benefits of throwing your food into your backyard whether it's in a bin or a fire pit i feel like my neighbors look at me whenever i'm like walking outside with a bowl full of like onion peelings i just throw it i throw it back there and i feel like the whole world is watching me do that but you know honestly i feel i feel more confident doing that because i mean i'm not putting it i'm not putting it into my trash can my trash can doesn't smell bad first of all and also i feel like i'm like saving the planet a little bit yeah and for any food that you do want to keep for later make sure that you're storing it properly i think proper storage is a really good way from keeping a lot of food from like having to be thrown away try to be knowledgeable about whenever you buy something the best way to store it so you know apples berries lemons limes they can last really they can they can last a long time in the fridge but you need to make sure if you were to buy them 
with other vegetables and things. You keep fruits and vegetables separate because if you store a bunch of fruits together with vegetables, they actually release gas that can ripen the vegetables a lot faster and cause them to rot. Um, it's important to know that because I have like a big fruit basket and sometimes I'll put potatoes and onions next to my apples and the apples are really friendly with them and cause them to like get squishy really fast. It's, it's, it's really interesting to see that. And potatoes and onions do that to each other too. So even though you shouldn't keep potatoes and onions like with fruit, also keep them kind of separate too. So like I have a, I have one on one end of the pantry and one like really far away on the other end of the pantry so that the potatoes and onions aren't right next to each other because they do the same thing. Uh, I need to go move my potatoes and onions then because they're right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, go move your potatoes yeah. right now. <laughs> so yeah, store things properly and if you can, like freeze stuff. That makes it last a lot longer. So if your milk, you've got half a gallon of milk left and you know you're not going to use half a gallon of milk in the next five days before it goes bad, like just throw that gallon in the freezer and then put it back in the fridge when you think you need milk again. Um, same thing with like butter or shredded cheese or bread of any kind, whether it's like a full loaf or just like the couple hamburger buns, like I'm going to throw in the freezer later today. Uh, fruits and vegetables, just look up what can be frozen and freeze what you can when you can. It'll last a really long time. Honestly, I like frozen grapes more than regular grapes. So that's something I do. I do that's something I do anyways to keep my, my stuff a little bit longer. I just love the crispness of a frozen grape, you know, and you can use them as ice cubes in like juice or like carbonated water yeah that's cool i've never tried frozen grapes but there you go extend the life and make it a a better snack according to spencer try it it's good (laughs) another thing that i've checked out recently uh which i told you about spencer was this website called supercook.com so this is a website where you can go on on there and it's also an app too and you like check all of the ingredients that you have in your kitchen. So you say like, yep, I have flour, I have chicken, I have grapes. And I don't know. You just check all of the different ingredients you have. And it'll tell you every single recipe that you could make with whatever you have. Um, and if you like have something that you need to get rid of, like maybe your chicken is only going to be good for a couple more days and you really need to use it. You can say like, okay, prioritize chicken recipes. And it'll tell you, okay, with all the other stuff that you have, here's how you can use it. So like me, I'm not great at just throwing a bunch of stuff together so if I've got a bunch of stuff that are kind of um, or if I've got a bunch of food that's sort of going bad I can't just like improvise a recipe but if you've got something like this it can help you find good ways to use some of those things and it doesn't take very long either I did one the other day um, just to like test this out and it took me like two minutes to click through all the things and I had tons of recipes I haven't tried to make any of them yet um, but, but maybe we'll try one sometime and, and update people on how it goes. But I think that's a really good one to check out. Supercook.com or the Supercook app can help you reuse a lot of food that might be going bad soon. That's really cool. And I'm sure it would be helpful for people like me who have a hard time coming up with recipes. I cook the same few things over and over again because not only <laughs> no I'm not a picky person. I love a lot of different kinds of foods, but I cannot cook all of the different kinds of foods that I like. So I stick to really basic recipes and that would be a good way to expand my um, cooking abilities, hopefully. Well, Spencer, we've we've talked about a lot today and any of our listeners who are, are kind of new to reducing their waste might feel a little overwhelmed because we've given lots of tips, which is good because we want to give tips for everybody. So we, we try to give enough that everybody's going to get something out of it. But 
For any of you who are feeling overwhelmed, we're going to end every episode with two tips that you can do right now, starting today, that can reduce your environmental impact. And so right now, if you didn't get anything else from the episode, well, sorry, but if you didn't, then (laughs) we've got a couple things that you can work on now. So Spencer, what do you have for us? I think that it's important to be mindful of your habits. Do you buy a big package of Cheez-Its and eat half of them and then throw them away? Do you do you order takeout and eat half of it and save it for later and then forget it in the fridge and then have to throw it away <laughs> because you <laughs> forgot about it? Think of the habits that you have and, and what you consider as normal and then think about how that affects the amount of food waste you produce. That's that's the best way that I can kind of sum it up is is be be mindful of your your habits and and think of ways that you can change your habits to make them a little bit more uh, conscious of of the waste that comes out of it because everybody eats everybody has to everybody throws stuff away you know, think about the way that you eat and throw things away and and be more mindful about the way that it produces waste. Yeah, I think that's good. Just just paying attention. Like it's so hard to just pay attention to what you're doing. I've talked to people sometimes and they're like, oh yeah, I never even realized that I throw that away. Or, you know, like when I started trying to reduce my waste, I thought the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, I never even realized this is something that I throw away all the time that could be reused in this way or that I could buy like a reusable version of instead of throwing it away every time. So yeah, just paying attention to the food that you throw away, I think is a really good one. So my tip that you all can implement immediately is to just plan ahead. We actually talked about it a little bit earlier, but I'm talking about it again because I think it's so important and such a such a big way to just reduce your environmental impact. Just plan ahead, like make a shopping list. Don't be like me and go to the store and realize, oh my gosh, I love eating apples even though I almost never eat apples. I'm going to get 10 apples to eat this week. Like, I feel like I'm so aspirational when I'm at the store, especially like in the produce section, because I want to feel healthy and I want to get all this stuff. Especially if you don't have a list too. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel like yeah. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm going to get all this stuff. And then, and then what, you know, <laughs> and then it goes to the back of the cupboard and I never see it again. Yep. So plan ahead, make a list and stick to your list. And if you, if you need to get an ingredient that you don't use a ton of, try to find another, either a smaller portion size of that ingredient it even if it's like more per ounce like if you're going to throw away half of it anyway just get the smaller one or find a way to use the the bigger portion size in a different recipe just whatever it is plan ahead and know exactly what you're going to eat every day so that you don't have to throw things away or like forget about something and let it go bad because everything that you bought you already had a plan for so that's my tip is to make a plan think about what you're going to eat for the next week and try to stick to that plan. Spencer, I just wanted to congratulate you. We've made it through an entire episode of the Wasteless Podcast. We just finished the first episode. <laughs> that was a, that was a lot. I hope that everybody finds, you know, whatever we talked about informational and and helpful in, in some sort of way. I I don't want to overwhelm people with unfortunate things that happen. I want people to be able to learn and grow and develop and and become better people for the environment. Like we said, this is about learning. So Yep, same. And, and if nobody gets anything out of it, at least Spencer learned not to keep his potatoes next to his onions. <laughs> yes, that is... I'm going to move those as soon as we finish this. <laughs> this episode of The Waste Less Life is plastic-free and infinitely reusable. So give it another listen guilt-free. 
Or recycle this episode by sharing it online or with a friend you think would enjoy it. Also, follow us on Instagram at WasteLessPodcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to our very first podcast episode. It was really fun to make, and I'm looking forward to giving more tips and things. Thank you guys for your support. Yes, thank you. We'll see you next time.